Hey guys, and welcome. I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. Happy one year anniversary to the Create Your Fate podcast. To celebrate, I am rebroadcasting one of the very first episodes that I ever recorded that is my absolute favorite. So I hope that you enjoy this oldie but goodie. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Has anybody else said yes to 12 holiday gatherings, 11 out-of-town guesting at your house, 10 people trying to coordinate a festive photo, 9 ugly sweater parties, 8 other things you previously committed to, 7 different special food requests, 6 friendsgivings, 5 cookie exchanges, 4 a.m. Black Friday shopping, 3 different dinners on Thanksgiving, 2 late to say no. And a partridge in a pear tree that you've now agreed to be your new pet. Okay, I promise I will never sing on this podcast ever again. But I think we all know where I'm going with this. Yes, how to say no. This is a very common issue I coach people to overcome. It's something that I'm constantly working on overcoming myself. And today, we're going to learn all about how to say no. I'm going to use a couple examples just because the holiday season is coming up. And I know this is a very stressful time for people. But do know that these examples that I'm going to be uh, sharing, these tips, everything can be used in a personal setting, regardless of the holidays, any time of the year, and actually in a professional one as well. Why is it so hard to say no? Tons of reasons. I'm going to start with this first one. It's my own personal crutch. You have FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. I don't want to miss out. I feel obligated to saying yes to everything that I'm invited to. And you know what? Obligation leads to overwhelm. Anybody hear me out there? Mm -hmm. Reason number two, you like helping people. It makes you feel good. Helping people is good. But where the problem lies is if you get to that point where you feel like you can't say no because you feel like they need you and they can't figure it out without you, that leads to them not investigating any other options. Becoming the yes man can actually end up disempowering people to overcome their own hurdles on their own, and you end up taking the stress on because you don't want to let them down. Here's a big one. You see saying no as confrontation. Ugh, big one for me. You begin to fear the reaction if you say no and immediately value your immediate comfort over the long-term effect of your decision. I'm going to group up these last three together. You think people won't like you if you say no. You don't want to offend or disappoint anyone, and you don't want to feel selfish saying no. Anybody else relate to these? Because that's called people-pleasing, and yes, I do it too. I'm guilty of it too, but it is something that we can all overcome. You know, saying yes without even thinking it through, yes, 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 I can help you, no pause, no questions, you end up realizing, hey, sometimes you don't have the actual time to do it you end up overcommitted, sometimes to several people at the same time. What happens is you commit to what you want to be able to do, not what you can actually do, because you want people to know, hey, I'm a good person, right? And these last three reasons stem from something that's, you know, not really even our concern. We're not able to separate ourselves from other people's reactions. And we take on the weight of their emotions, right? We care way too much about how other people perceive us. And that's really, honestly, none of our business, right? 
what happens is you end up trying to cater to the needs of everybody to ensure that you're seen in a positive light. And where does this leave you? Overcommitted, overwhelmed, over it. Anybody else over this? You know, ultimately the fear and uneasiness of no stems from the fact that maybe you've never successfully said or received a no and felt good after. I mean, think about it, right? We viewed no in a negative light, and this is something that's very common. You know, we've been conditioned to think that no is bad. So, I mean, think about it. You're misbehaving as a child. What do your parents say? No, no, don't do that. Even as a toddler, immediately when we begin to talk, right? You know, a toddler doesn't want something. What do they say? No, no. Whether, you know, they're refusing something that they don't like or they're trying to show their authority, No is not seen in a positive light. And where did they learn that? It's the conditioning of no being a negative. And that sticks with us. So today, you're going to learn how to shift your no from a negative connotation into a positive one. And we'll also discuss all the benefits of truly learning how to say no. And we're going to be applying some techniques, too, so that you can take with you during this holiday season and beyond. So there's a book out there called The Power of the Positive No, and it's by William Urey. And I'm going to be using that as a big basis for the majority of this talk. So I can tell you from experience, this book changed my life. So if this podcast speaks to you in any way and you end up at the end wanting to know more, I highly recommend that you read The Power of the Positive No. We're just going to capture some major highlights here, and William Yuri describes three kinds of no's out there, and let me know if any of these speak to you. You say no to accommodate, and that's when you say yes, but you really wanted to say no. Anybody out there? Yeah. This ends up with you feeling stressed and overwhelmed. You say no, second type of no, to attack. And this is really just um, honestly poor, destructive way of saying no, because once again, we've never been taught how to say it in that positive connotation. And this can actually end up with you feeling guilty after. And the third type of no that he describes is we say no to avoid. And this is when we try to avoid any type of commitment and we don't say yes or a no, right? That gray area, I don't know. And this actually leaves us feeling flaky and unreliable. And I know, you know, these have all run true for me in the past, but I think the accommodation one is a big one for a lot of us saying yes when you really want to say no. So we're going to focus on that one here. But what happens is we end up with this temporary high of saying yes, you know, because we didn't have to confront anybody. We feel like a good person. We're healthy. We don't seem selfish. So we end up with this temporary high of saying yes, but we neglect what we truly need. And this And the end, right, the end game here is this is going to lead to resentment, passive aggression, overwhelm. You know, in all these no scenarios, we end up feeling guilty, unreliable, stressed out because these answers are actually rooted in fear, guilt, and anger. Have you ever thought about that before? Your answers are rooted in other people's expectations, their reactions, and their needs. And where does this leave you? Where does this leave your self-esteem? Where does this leave your identity? You know, once again, and we talked about this in the very first podcast that we did, in these no situations, what we're doing is we're being driven and we're focusing on what we don't want versus what we do want. We say yes because 
we don't want confrontation. We don't want to feel guilty. We don't want someone not to like us. And if you listen to episode one, we all know what happens when you focus on what you don't want. You get more of it. You attract more of what you focus on. Say it out loud. I attract more of what I focus on. So how can you focus on what you want and still say no? How can you take your no that is grounded in what you are against and then shift it into something that you actually want, right? You have to determine what do you want, right? What do you want? What are you a yes for? So the first part in the power of the positive no, the positive no, that just sounds nice, right? (laughs) You have to uncover your yes. That's the first step of this whole thing. Uncover your yes. So to uncover your yes, and it's actually kind of funny because if you think about this in a way, it's much easier for us to say yes, right? Which is why we struggle with saying no. So uncover your yes and this whole scenario ends up being much easier for you. Uncover your yes. Figure out the reason why you are saying no. What are you a yes for? Learn to base your no in a yes. For example, and we'll just um, stick with the holiday theme here after my lovely song. You're feeling really tired from a long work week. You've had client dinners every night, a nephew soccer game, your workouts. You're still needing to dedicate the rest of the week to holiday shopping, and you still got to finish up that project to make a deadline, right? You know, you're going to feel exhausted by the weekend and will need to recharge and just veg out. So you know what you want. But then a friend asks you to go to a last-minute Friendsgiving dinner on Saturday. What do you do? Option one, focus on what you don't want. I don't want them to think I'm a bad friend. I don't want to be even more exhausted. I don't want them to talk about me behind my back if I'm the only one who doesn't go. I don't want to miss out on a potentially really good time. You're focusing on what you don't want. Here's option two. Focus on what you do want. I want to recharge. I want to go into the following week feeling refreshed, accomplished, and rested. This, this is what you are a yes for. And this is what's going to build the foundation of your answer. I am a yes for a recharge. Your yes will drive your behavior, something we actually talked about last week with Dr. Susan. So same thing applies here, what you are a yes for. So after you uncover your yes... Step two is you create that positive no. And how do we create a no from our yes? Ultimately, it comes down to this. A normal no, the no that we're used to, starts with no and then also ends with no. A positive no uses the yes, no, yes model. So uncover your yes. In this case, it's a yes to recharging. And uh, William Urie goes into way more detail about how to prepare your positive no, which you can read about if you get the book. I'm, I'm telling you, it really is really great. But he ultimately, and which we'll touch on here, is lists that the key to this whole thing, to the positive no, is respect. So you are a yes for respecting people. And that certainly includes respecting yourself. Use respect as the basis for every time you say no. This can be respecting yourself not to stretch yourself too thin. Respecting the other person because you know ultimately you'll likely have to cancel on them later or inconvenience somebody else who you've already previously committed to, right? So, of course, entering any conversation itself is going to start with respect. 
So we're going to create this positive no. We're going to create this yes, no, yes model. And once we do that, then we can deliver it. So we're not going to say no to the person. We're going to say no to the request. Okay. How do we say yes to the person, but no to the request? Okay. I'm going to go over this yes, no, yes model. We're going to express your yes, assert your no, and then propose a yes. Yes, no, yes. So expressing your yes, in order for your no to be successful, you have to clearly express your yes. And this sentence is going to have like a little bit of a matter of fact assertion to it. It's a declaration of your intent. So in this case with your friend asking you to a Friendsgiving, you're going to say, thank you for thinking of me. This past week has been very busy and I need to use the weekend to finish up some work and recharge for the upcoming week. Yes to your recharge. Next, you assert your no. You set a boundary and be very clear because remember, as Brene Brown says, clear is kind. So you assert your no. I won't be able to join the Friendsgiving dinner on Saturday. And then you propose a yes. The final yes. Propose a practical solution that meets everybody's needs. After the holidays are over, it's going to be a lot less hectic for me. What do you say about scheduling a nice dinner out with some friends then? Right? So the whole thing ends up sounding like this. Thank you for inviting me. The past week has been very busy and I need to use this weekend to finish up some work and recharge for the upcoming week. I will not be able to join Friendsgiving dinner on Saturday. After the holidays are over, when everything's a lot less hectic, what do you say about scheduling a nice dinner out with people? Say no to the request. Yes to the person. Assert your no. Propose a yes. Yes, no, yes. Underlying tone of respect. The final step I seen on the cake here, you got to follow through with a positive no, right? Keep the accountability to your no. Don't crumble and feel guilty and say, oh, wait, no, yes, I'll, I'll come. You know, you've worked so hard to say the no, stick with it. So it doesn't sound so scary whenever you say it like that, right? And you're still getting your point across. You're still being respectful. You're saying yes to the person. And we're going to go into the importance of saying no. It's so funny because some people out there are like, I never struggle with saying no, but this is, you know, a reason why, well, one, you should always treat your no with respect. So maybe you have that no to attack. So maybe you can use this method to just add a little bit of respect into your no and you end up feeling better about it afterwards. But, you know, let's kind of beef up this thought in our head like, okay, I can say no, I can say no, but let's go over why. Why is it important to say no? And maybe these are things that you've never thought about. And I'm going to continue with some tips from William Urie, but I'm also going to be using some tips from a book called The Art of Saying No. And honestly, this can seem pretty basic to some, but there's so many people out there, including myself, who have trouble saying no. It can be daunting. It can be overwhelming. Figuring out what you are a yes for will enable you to begin to drive your decisions and your behaviors towards what you ultimately want. You know, now, of course, the example that I use was very light. But maybe we'll have a second podcast episode where we'll go into it a little bit deeper. But again, read that book, Power of the Positive No. If you want more immediate answers, it really is great. But anyway, we need to realize that saying no is actually very important. And there's so many benefits to saying no. Aside from keeping your sanity and backing up your yes, you know, you're, you don't want to run around like a crazy person trying to appease everybody, right? Because you've said yes to everybody. We need to focus on the bigger picture versus the immediate confrontation at hand. And if you fear confrontation, I want you to say this out loud conversation is not confrontation. Conversation is not confrontation. So why is it important for you to say no? 
people will respect you more and they'll actually place a greater value on your time since you value your time, right? If you're saying no to certain requests, they'll actually value your no and they'll value your yes more, right? If you if you're giving out yeses like, you know, all the time, people are not going to respect it. They're actually likely going to end up taking advantage of it. So if people don't expect that yes, they're not going to feel entitled to your yes. So if you have been someone who is a yes man, you might get a little kickback, you know, when you start saying no. But once again, just go back to that yes, no, yes, and use respect. Another reason why it's important to say no is you'll be more reliable. You will. You will not be running around like a crazy person and people will be able to rely on you more, of course, when you want them to, when you choose to have them rely on you. And um, another really great reason why it's important to say no is because you can be seen as a leader versus a follower, because when you say no, people will trust you more because they know that you have discernment. So if you're catching yourself when you're struggling to say no here and you're practicing your positive no, let's go over just some additional tips just to back up your positive no. Here are some don'ts of saying no. Don't stall for time. Two, don't lie about your availability. Just be honest. Clear is kind. Being honest is respectful. More than a yes, people want to feel respected. Three, don't offer excuses. Take ownership of your decisions. Four, this is a good one. Don't agree right away. Our minds race to please other people and we end up saying yes automatically. Like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. Instead, use this time to pause, power of a pause, and gather more information. Can you tell me more about this? Can I think about it? When does it have to be done by? Is there anybody else that might be able to do this? If I take this on, what would you like me to table so I can honor this request? If I do only one part, which part would you prefer me to do? Right? Gives you ownership of your response. And uh, the last part, it's a hard one, but don't take on the emotional response. It's a dialogue between you and the other person. You are responsible for delivering the information not receiving it, which leads me into the do's of saying no. Do let people rage, right? Sometimes your no is going to be met with immediate anger or disagreement. Don't backtrack right away. Don't attack. They probably just need a little bit of time to accept your answer. So say this out loud. People's emotional responses are not my responsibility. Do create a policy for yourself. This will back up your no. I eat at home Monday through Friday. So if somebody asks you to go to dinner during the weekday, no, I eat at home Monday through Friday. I prioritize my family. I leave work at the office. These policies will back up your decisions. Do establish a connection. Eliminate rejection, establish a connection. I can't help you versus I can't help you because I'm working on a big project and I'm committed to finishing it before I take on anything else. Do, there's a big one, do view no as a complete sentence. You know, sometimes when you're pressed or your message is just not being received, you tried the positive no, it, maybe it didn't work. You simply just have to say no, period. No is a complete sentence. Say it out loud. And do focus on yourself. This is the last one here, but respect yourself. Nobody will respect you more than you respect you. So respect your words, respect your time, respect your commitments, and go from there, right? Greg McGowan says, if you don't prioritize your life, others will. And sometimes saying no isn't to a question, it's to a behavior. 
once you get used to the idea of saying no really means you're just figuring out what you are a yes for and placing value on that, you can use this foundation for making decisions on how you're going to spend your time, what you're going to commit to, and you can actually even use it to diffuse arguments that pop up, which is very common over the holiday season. So listen up. It can feel tricky. We want to show up for people. Lend a listening ear. Be a supportive friend. I am not talking about those times. I'm talking about when you are stuck in a negative situation and you feel stuck because you feel like you can't say no to them, okay? Someone's just rambling on, not interested in a solution. They just want to sit there in their misery and misery loves company or someone's trying to rile you up and ruffle your feathers just to get a reaction out of you, right? So that's what we're going to be referring to. If you ever feel like you are stuck in a circumstance or a scenario, like I can't get out of this potential or existing argument. Here are some just diffusers that we're going to go over. You know, once again, back it up to your yes. Keep it simple. What are you a yes for in that situation where you feel a little stuck in potential conflict? I'm a yes for keeping our family time together positive and lighthearted. I'm a yes for knowing who I am on the inside. I'm a yes for not having to explain myself to anyone. I'm a yes for knowing when to walk away, right? So here are some of my favorite diffusers that hopefully will help you. They've helped me in the past when you feel stuck and you want out. If someone is trying to keep you in that negative loop and you've offered 15 different solutions and they are not interested in any of them, you say this, that sounds really hard. I'm sure you'll figure it out. Walk away. If someone is trying to engage in a behavior where you know it's going to escalate and you know you disagree on something, this is what you say. You know, and you can be as dramatic as you want with this one. I love it. You know, you might be right. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. Or, hmm, I've never thought of it that way. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. I've experienced it differently and I'm okay with that. If someone continues to disregard what you're saying and what you are a yes for, then honestly, sometimes, and I've had to use this one, you just say, hey, I'm not comfortable talking about this anymore. And you walk away. Again, the key to the whole thing is respect. Treat everybody with respect, but also know that that includes yourself. Are you respecting yourself getting stuck in someone's negative loop, in conflict, in those situations? You know, you just need to act calm, treat the situation with kindness, clarity, stick to your foundation, your yes, right? And if you need to excuse yourself and regroup, go regroup, find a private place, connect to your breath. Sometimes it's super, super stressful. So I love block breathing. It's where you inhale for two, hold for two, exhale for two, and then hold for two. But yeah, just know that you have options. Know that the word no doesn't have to have a negative conversation. And believe it or not, saying no can actually be a beginning rather than an end. You know, when you give a positive no, you are affirming heartfelt intention. You're standing up for yourself. And you're also keeping the door open for future possibilities. Communicate with that clarity and you're going to end up liking yourself more. You know, when you feel good about your answer instead of, oh, why did I say that? You know, now I'm stuck. It's going to build up your self-esteem, but it's actually going to strengthen all of your relationships, including the one that you have with yourself. I believe you can create your life. And I believe you can create your fate. To connect with more thoughts and inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at Let's Create Your Fate or online at Let's Create Your If you love this episode, please, please, please subscribe, write a review, share it on Instagram, send it to your friend who you know might need to hear this podcast episode. All of that would help me so, so very much. And that's all I have for you today. But if I could leave you with just one thing, it is this. 
expect good things always, and they will happen. Thanks for joining me today. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.